Hello, and welcome to Wyverns and Weirdos Fathomless, the tabletop podcast set in the world of fear law. I am your storyteller and guide through this fantastical narrative, Darby. Where we last left off, there is an entrance to this cave, an opening that shrinks off to about a 10 foot wide opening ahead, which seems to lead onto a wider cave system. So you are able to all quietly move through this area and you notice in the distance, a faint glow of purple you hear a voice from behind you say, And what's the plan exactly? And you all turn around to see this large amethyst dragon. You're here for the Farstone, aren't you? It is greatly powerful. And it is protected by my mistress. Test of the Sphinx is deadly. I'm here as a failsafe to make sure those who are incapable of the test both in might and mentality, do not take on the folly of attempting the test themselves. You have fared well. Other than this last bit of foolishness, and he looks at you all standing in a row as if soldiers standing at attention. Remember, sometimes there is a fine line between panache and sheer stupidity. The former crew of the Polaris were reunited by Neris in order to gather some arcane reagents, a key component for creating a new, more versatile vessel for them to potentially sail under, potentially going into space and beyond. In investigating this, they came up against a gemstone dragon who had a powerful breath that manipulated the forces of gravity and energy itself, who was but an apprentice to the Sphinx that truly guards the far stone of this cave. Having passed the gemstone dragon's test, party awaits their chance to meet with and be tested by the Sphinx. We've just been told by this Perkestrian, I think his name Yes. That we've passed his test. Yes. You made a bit of a silly mistake, but other than that... It's okay, it looked cool. So, do you wish to rest a while before meeting with my mistress? Is it safe to do so? It is safe. I wish to see if the dragon is lying to us. Okay, roll me an insight check. Do the same, for sure. Neris already believes like that nowhere is safe for a rest. 18. I mean, it seems a genuine offer. How is everyone faring? Janice kind of brings up as Neris contemplates for a few moments and Elton contemplates a bit harder. <laughs> yes, everyone's holding up all right after that. I feel great, just peachy. And she just turns around and just claps out on, on the shoulder. Sorry, I can't do much for you back. He winces. Good to hear, good to hear. Ideally, we'd like you to uh, take things a little bit easy, just to make sure don't aggravate anything. I mean, That's when simple. have I ever not mm. aggravated anything? 
He's very aggravating. Neris nods in the background. But I'm assuming since most of the rest of us don't carry around little boxes full of stuff that they can just cram into wounds, we probably should take a rest. How much time do we have? You have the time you desire. So we can make, like, set up a little home in here and live out the rest of our days. Within reason. (laughs) I mean, technically it would not be stealing anything if we were not to remove it from the premises. As Neris says that, he's kind of, like, lightheartedly making his attempt at a joke, which he's not good at. But any of you that are sort of looking at him can tell that he's already, like, contemplating something else that he could potentially do. And after almost like a pause where he's expecting some lighthearted laughter at his amazing joke and then nothing comes. <clears throat> Perhaps it would be best if we were to take a bit of a break. I know um, some of us were hurt quite bad. And we can take whatever time we need to recover so that we can come into this next encounter as prepared as we possibly can. Would you mind if I took a round, perhaps? May I explore. Thank you very much. Janice will find a little alcove nearby and just sort of position himself to guard. Wonderful. What are others doing? Fishman wants to have a bit of a gander because Jake is curious about what's around here because it's a cave with what we experienced was three different directions we could go. Mm. And we went none of them. So... Yeah. yeah, he's going to be using the period, if he can, to have a quick gander. If there's time to have a short rest, he'll still have a, yeah. a short rest. All right. Um, I would say roll me a survival check to get a kind of lay of the land. Hmm, we can do that. That is a 26. Nice. Okay, yeah, so you are able to get a pretty good lay of the land. There's few different uh, avenues of various sizes, most of them leading to dead ends. Fair enough. Is anything of a note there? Because uh, when you first entered the cave, you saw tracks leading to the right that were quite fresh. Obviously, the one who made those tracks was right behind us, um, but, you know. The tracks are clearly draconic. They're clearly uh, from Pekestian. There are some, but not many other tracks of a almost feline like nature, but akin in size to Pekestia. And it was just leading to a dead end. Yes, at this stage. Well, yeah, that's it. A fish fan doesn't come up with anything. He's going to join the rest of the camp and enjoy a bit of a short rest. Elson's just kind of kind of limp around and check on everyone else uh, first. Just have a little look over their wounds before finally healing himself. He's banged up. He'll finish having a look over everyone and then just kind of plop down like against a wall. Start like looking over, see if he's got any like sprains. Start doing first aid on himself. Just before this sort of short rest sort of eclipses, Janice, again, he's very just intently watching around for any signs of noise movement. He probably just keeps picking up fishmen, creeping around until he returns to the party. He does constantly sort of shoot his gaze back every now and then to see how everyone else is doing and watches out and patching everyone up. And then eventually just kind of tilts his head a little bit. Nervous. Neris is kind of focusing on his orb and you can see sort of energy starting to spark within the orb itself before he stops and picks up the orb and walks over to you. Yes. See anything? I believe I can, given time. Who was your tip for this place? Or is it a path you've walked before or will? This is the first time I have been here, but it is not the first time this place has seen me. I see... 
We have much to talk about after this. We've never fought a Sphinx before. No. Depending on what happens, we may not need to. Good. I appreciate you letting me know then. Hmm. Do you have any requests for as we proceed here? Not at the moment. I'm going to try to take this time to ask some questions. Of course. On those that may have more knowledge on these matters. We shall see how it goes then. Oh, and Neros, one moment. And he sort of shifts the weight to hold um, his hand, mainly on like the glaive that's now propped up by it. And he reaches his hand out and very deftly seems to touch the nurse's temple with like the, the knuckles of his other fist that tremble slightly. And he just kind of squints for a moment. Okay. Have a good rest. And then just returns with both hands and looks out as if he's observed something one way or another. But he does not question it or does not mention anything further. Neris will ponder that for a moment and then will return and sit down and begin focusing on his orb. Is there a way I can get Neris to do, depending on how long we're here, just like a few things? Uh, depending on, yeah. What? I'd like to take a short rest. Yes. In that short rest, I'm going to use the knowledge of the future and my divining orb's ability to almost shift the focus on what spells I've memorized. And I'm going to change up one of the spells that I have. Okay. I'm then going to continue to focus on the orb, and I'm going to use that to spend 10 minutes and cast Legend Lore. And I want the information in the ether to tell me everything there is to know about sphinxes. You do not get any specific response. That's okay. I would like to take an additional 10 minutes. What law cannot tell me, potentially gods can. Mm. And Neris is just going to sort of shuffle his way over to the corner a little bit more, face into the rock, and very slowly sort of tug at the chain that's hanging around his neck. And this amulet of Shognesh is revealed as Neris kind of clutches it, not in a tender, loving way, but almost squeezing it as if trying to extract information from it. And Neris is going to use divination to once again force a question into a god's mind that he does not owe any allegiance to. What is your specific question? How do me and my team complete the challenge of the Sphinx with minimal casualties? Takes a moment and you feel as if there is a, a breeze, like you hear a breeze, even though you do not feel or see it within your mind. And it picks up in speed and intensity and eventually becomes a storm. And you feel the sensation in, of a storm inside your head, a storm on the ocean, though you do not feel it externally. And you hear simply... Neris will squeeze the amulet a little bit harder and then open his eyes throw it back underneath his shirt gods are stupid and will turn back around to the rest of the group and wait for everyone else to be finished with whatever it is that they're doing is there anything additional that folks are doing Loren has a dagger out 
and she is drawing stick figures in the dirt and all the stick figures are beating each other up with sticks. <laughs> That's what she's doing in the corner. All right. Alton probably like just plopped against the wall and like pulled his hat like over his face fully up and just straight up looks like he is having a nap. Although probably at one point he will call over to Lorraine and be like, so ever faced up against a sphinx in your adventures on the high seas? You know, it hasn't been on me bucket list. I guess it's about to be ticked off it. No, is me answer. <laughs> no, certainly hasn't been on mine either. You are regretting joining along with our little adventure here? Ah, uh, not yet. It's quite fun. It's interesting seeing how, seeing how you all actually work together. If this is what you call working together. Yeah, it's a step at something. I guess we did well enough to pass that little test there. I guess you were included on that one too. True. Guess I make a nice little member of the team, don't I? Seems like it. Still intent on uh, persuading us over to the pirate lifestyle? I mean, you're halfway there. Pretty much, maybe we can steal ourselves a vessel. I don't think that's what Neris has in mind. I think he's been a little busy with a pal of his. Uh, I guess so. I haven't... I'll be curious to see where we go with this... this stone we're seeking does. I'll be real with you, Alton. I know a lot about magic. This... I don't know what the feck is going on. I really don't. I mean, yeah, likewise. Don't know a great deal about magic, but... I don't know, guess I'm just along for the ride, see what these folks are going to come up with. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. You couldn't pick a better ride, really. <laughs> so, as you reach the end point of the hour, Hestion takes note and says, Are you prepared to meet with my mistress? Quick question, if we could. You can't give us any hints. You made that clear. I but, not. could you give us a name? I believe that isn't a hint, it's just good manners, honestly. My mistress's name is Officina. And that is all I ask, thank you. Officina. I'm ready, is everyone else? I also. You said only a few have passed your test. Have any passed this one? Most who pass mine have passed Officina's. My judgment has rarely been wrong. Sure, I'm ready. A question leads you collectively through deep into the final chamber of Officina's lair. You see the region is lit up by purple glowing crystals, lights which you saw from a distance where you were. And at the end is an ornate, strange painting of a sundial is the best way to describe it incorporated into the ground almost like a fresco in the ground of this cavern and resting atop it is the large feminine sphinx known as officina so you are those whom have deigned to enter my halls Cassian has deemed you worthy to face my test. Is this true? Speak, mortals. Yes, it is. We, we would not be here if it wasn't. 
as he said. That is true. But I do appreciate one the ability of mortals to be forthright. Are you prepared for my test? I I believe we are. Or if we are not, we shall improvise. Certainly. And the other two? Of course. Let us go. I must warn you, the question that I will ask may seem simple. And on its face it may be. But the answer that I need must come from the depth of your souls. So with that, I ask you, what do you fight for? And with that, you find your vision go black for a moment and your essence ripped through space as you find yourselves a moment later separated and alone in the far-flung reaches of this cavern. And as I place you where you are going to go, I'm going to need everyone to roll initiative, please. So... At the top of the initiative, as the words of Officina resonate throughout the caverns, we are going to start with Loren. You see behind you a familiar figure, the figure of your captain or former captain, draped in shadows. And I'm going to need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. That can't be a natural one. <laughs> that is maybe the most thematic nat one I've ever had. Um, wisdom say two. So, it wasn't you that won initiative. So, Cerise, what would you like to do against the frightened Lorraine? Hey, just very quickly, I don't care that it's your birthday, Emily. I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you dead. So you see Cerise and she just stares at you for a minute. Did you really think that you could survive without me? It, Captain, no. Did you think that I would just let you go? No. She then races up to you, sword appearing in her hand as she does as she slices upwards. And that's a 17 to hit. Yeah, that absolutely hits. And uh, she doesn't move. Even terrified of you, she doesn't move. So you take six points of damage. Cool, cool, cool. Um, next is Neris. You find yourself in a room by yourself. Your torch and mage hand. Actually, no, the mage hand would be gone by now. Would you have resummoned the mage hand? Uh, probably once we were starting to walk towards the Sphinx, if okay. there was no, like, extra light. But if the light from the, the crystals was going to be enough, then he probably wouldn't. Okay. I'll leave that to your discretion on the, the lighting in the Sphinx room. Okay, so, I'll allow it. I'll be nice. You see uh, behind you, and the token's a bit off, but you see a figure that resembles your older self, the figure that you faced at the Heads of the Hydra's old headquarters. And I need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw, please. Okay. Uh, that is a 13. A 13. You are frightened, my good sir. Yep. Look, yep, fair. So when Nerus is teleported into this room, 
he stops and he calms his breathing and he thinks about everything that he's learned. There was a question that was asked. There was a guidance given by God. We can get through this. And then as soon as he turns around and sees himself, who in Neris's mind is much more powerful than he is currently. Absolute panic. We're... I don't even think at this stage he's going to even consider his surroundings. He's going to um, try and wave a hand in front of his face as he takes a couple of steps back. And he's going to try and cast a spell. Okay. What spell are you going to try to cast? He's going to cast Greater Invisibility on himself. Okay. Yeah. That works. Okay. Uh, After that spell, we're going to move back and away. Okay. Uh, That covers everything. We're going to go on to the next turn, which is not Alton's go, but something that involves us going to see Alton. Alton, you see a figure that uh, seems somewhat familiar as an entity of your dreams, nightmares, shall we say? as you see what appears to be a drider, but not just any drider. This appears to be the visage of Aras, the spider queen and deity of those who are a little less on this side of what we would call good amongst the elves. Oh boy, he's just going to stay, stand frozen for a moment and his face kind of goes more grey and pale and takes, and then before he takes like several steps backwards rapidly. Yeah, I'm going to need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. Certainly. Yeah, fair. Um, That's a 14. So you are frightened as you take your actions this turn. Uh, he's just kind of like up shaking and having trouble like looking at her he doesn't want to look at her too closely he's kind of cowering um have you finally have you finally come to kill me why why all these years why why have you been watching me you are of interest my child if i'm if i'm such a failure then then just kill me why do you watch why and why for centuries? Why only now? There is more coming than you can know, child. And, oh, it's not your turn. It's Aras's turn. Aras is going to multi-attack here. And I'm not rolling too well. So the highest of those is a 17. That meets. Um, so the other two aren't going to hit. The one that does hit is going to be simply... 11 points of slashing damage. Alright. Um, next is... Neris. As you are running away, out of the corner of your eye, you see a bead of bright energy shoot out almost towards where your torch is, but a little bit closer to you. Just, just by about 5 feet, but enough to get you within the 10 foot radius of where this overwhelming revelation bursts out in a sphere. Can you roll me a wisdom saving throw? That is the same roll, so another 12. Another 12? Okay. So that is a failure, and that is 23 points of psychic damage. 
and you are stunned. Do I roll concentration or does stun? I believe stun just breaks it, yeah. Okay. Oh! Yep. The important spell. Yeah. Yeah, you are visible again. All right. Uh, next is Alton. We are back to you. Great. Fantastic. Well, I don't think he's going to make any move to attack her or even to evade, probably. Yeah, I'll just keep trying to talk to her. Um, You can you can go ahead and kill me. I just want to know why. Why am I so terrible that I need to be hunted down? And why would you torment me for so many years? Can I just have an explanation? You will gain no answers here, child. Unless you are doing anything else with your turn, I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw to try to shake off the fear. Okay. Uh, that's a 17. Because of your actions, I will say, that is a success. Okay. Um, I it's feeling more of like a resignation and an acceptance. And he's no longer as afraid. All right. Next is... Uh, Officina's turn. Now she is going to. Um, she is going to. I think at this point she's going to stay where she is. Um, Fishman, we're here. So you you see two things. You see you're still in the room with Officina. That's for certain. You also note that there is a creature behind you that resembles a. Um, compressed but just as terrifying form akin to Uthron, a massive dragon turtle though this seems to be just a head jutting from a pool of water that has appeared within the ground can you roll me a wisdom saving throw um that is a 24 you are actually not frightened by this You have faced down Uthron before, and while Uthron is formidable and beyond you at this point in time, you note that this water was not here before. You note that there is no way Uthron could fit in here. This clearly must be some sort of illusion. But for now, is going to be... It's still Officina's turn. So she is going to move towards... Yeah, she's she's going to go to you, and she is going to make a simple uh, simple attack action. Just just a claw attack against you. Oh, two claw attacks, sorry. Although only one of them will hit with a 27, the other was a 10. So that is a total of 10 points of slashing damage. Janice, it is not your turn yet, but a turn of the entity that you see. You see in the alcove ahead of you a familiar figure bloated and ravaged by um, necrotic magic. A feminine figure. This is the figure of a dead and zombified Anna. And roll me a perception check. Oh no. So Janice steps back 
almost a half step, his face paling as his perception check is a 14. Okay, so you just make out behind her a handful of figures that are smaller in stature. No, 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 this can't be. Anna, this cannot be. She is going to smack at you with a morning star. Not going to hit because that is a total of 10. He almost reflexively seems to dodge. Anna, Emmaus, Nicola, Michaela, Stacy, Bob, Tiber. I am going to need you to roll me a uh, wisdom saving throw against fear. That's a five. Five. You are overwhelmed by the horrific sight of what appears to be your zombified loved ones. Oh, my love, what are you doing? How has this come? Is this, is this because of the Sphinx? Is this because of what we've done? Is this because of him? Please, what can I do? What can I do? Let's move on to the Fishman. It is your turn. Something a little unorthodox, as always. Fishman, after taking the two strikes, is going to turn to Officina and calmly say, I am aware that this is an illusion. However, as he turns back to Uthron, does it speak? Do you know of Uthron? Or is this coming from my own memories? Because I believe this is why I fight. And you might just have given me an avenue to an answer. That is for you to answer to me. Alright, he speaks to Uthron. Do you know me? I know you not. You have no recollection of me. Then I have no need for you. Can Fishman simply just walk around away from the Uthron illusion and around Ophisima. Let's go. Uh, can you go there? Mm-hmm. Um, can he please also cast a spell? Uh, yeah. Can he cast spike growth on the ground, please? Yeah. Um, so a 20-foot radius on top of Fishman. The ground just gets covered with spikes from Fishman's perspective, but they are... So, yeah, the spikes are camouflaged, almost. So Fishman knows they're there, uh, but not so anyone else. And also, can he hear anything? Uh, Romy, perception from the From the uh, other peeps. Perception? 15? 15. Uh, not from here, no. I see this is a test, and you've taken the others to do their own. Am I meant to be scared? And he'll just kind of stare straight into them. All right. Uh, Next is uh, the figure of Uthron that is going to move a little to the side and it's going to attempt a steam breath against you. Can you roll me a dexterity saving throw? Uh, 19. 19. Uh, that is enough to get out of the way. Um, it still does half damage, though. 11 points of fire damage as the steam breath hits you. 11? Yes. Next is Loren. Cool, 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 cool. So, Cerise... Cerise is here! I think for some people, fear may make them run. Loren stands her ground in this moment, but she is terrified. Okay. So Cerise is just kind of 
cut up with the sword so her head's almost like not to the side she just kind of straightens up I can see you're weaker without me you wouldn't have given me a warning blow and just to do something just to try and push past this to try and prove something so she holds her hands out and there is this little bead of blue energy that starts cracking like lightning around her fingers and around this little bead and um she kind of looks up at cerise and through this fear she says i never said i was gonna survive without you it's about you surviving without me and then i would like to ray of frost her that is a two hit uh that is a 26 uh, you do have disadvantage on attack rolls. I do. Because Damn, you're okay. frightened of her. That was a 15 and 12, so the second is a 23. 23, that should still hit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. So, um, that does a whopping 2d8 of damage. So yeah, 10 points of frost damage. All right. Cerise doesn't even flinch. And then she would. And she just starts laughing. (laughs) I always knew you were pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, I am. So, next is Janice. Yeah. See this horde that resembles your family. My love, my light, my light's what happened. Who did this to you? What story has been changed here? And he sort of like staggers back a little bit, but like his guard is completely worn. And I don't even think he would defend himself. He's sort of just this like empty stricken and he just sort of cuts out like, this can't be, this must be a nightmare. This can't be real. And tears start to well up as he like pales even further. He is completely like taken in by this. Uh, roll me at the end of your turn, assuming you're not doing anything else. Uh, another wisdom saving throw. Uh, okay. Um, mm, no, that's a one. Next, the child-sized zombies come up and swarm around you. Yeah, that makes sense. He does nothing to defend himself. Um, so one's a natural one. Three hit, three don't. So 16 points of bludgeoning damage you take. Um, he just takes it. Yeah. And he does start to cry. Like, just open like that, open mouth falling. All right. Next in the initiative is Cerise. You want to talk about weak? You can't even control it yourself. You had to have me try and do it. And she launches forward and grabs Loren around the throat. Okay. Um, do I need to roll to grapple or it's a 12? Yeah. That meets my AC, so. Cool. And as she holds you there, she's going to cast Lightning Lure. So as she stands there, a bolt of lightning shoots out of her hand and forms a whip. She brings it around to hit 
You must succeed on a strength saving throw. Definitely one of my fortes. Oh, a plus zero? That's a ten. So you are within five feet of me, so you take seven points of lightning damage, but if you're resistant, obviously. Three. Three. Yeah. Cool. Uh, this lightning, you said it's like a whip, and she like Hitler in with it? Wraps it around. Yeah. She just seizes as this lightning passes through her, even though she is made partially of lightning. And she just kind of looks at you. And there is fear, but there is something else in her eyes. And she's just like, yeah, you say this like I didn't think it every day, Captain. I really should have just left you to rot with your father, shouldn't I? And that's, that's the end of Cerise's turn. Um, next is Neris, uh, exposed post-invisibility. Uh, also stunned. Yes. Um, so I guess that's my turn then. Uh, yeah. So that would mean I don't even get to save from Frighten, do I? Uh, you do, because that's not oh, something do? you need to be unstunned to do. Ah, uh, then I would like to attempt to do that then. Okay. That is a natural 20. A natural 20. So you... You know yourself. You know that... This is not akin to your magic. Especially with it coursing through you at the moment and locking you in place. This is something else. You're not sure what, but it is not you. And you are no longer frightened. I guess Neris would try to say something and all that comes out is almost like strained vocal cords. That's all. Okay. Next is Aras. Um, so Aras uh, is Alton. You are face to face with the Spider Queen. Answers from here will not be of worth to you. Um as she slashes down with a multi-attack. Uh, lower of those is a 19. Yeah, they'll all hit then. Yeah. So, uh, both of those are ones. So that is a total of eight slashing damage. Neris, your illusory self, this time is going to cast a lightning bolt against you. Um, you are still stunned. Yep. You automatically fail this uh, deck save. Yes, I do. That is 32 points of lightning damage that goes coursing through you and almost shocks you back into uh, being able to move. Can I make an amendment to that? Yeah. I think it does shock me into moving. Mm-hmm. And that movement is crumpling backwards as Nurse falls unconscious. Okay. Um, all right. Next is Alton. Alton's kind of still very withdrawn, very resigned. He kind of um, raises his hand to like some of the bleeding, like gashes along his shoulders and arms where a rust had hit him, and he shifts into speaking under common. Right. No answers for me. Understandable. Yes, never be enough, will I? <laughs> Could never be enough. I mean, look at me compared to you. 
You are so above everyone here. We must just all be like playthings to you, right? Is that what this is? It's just a game to you. You transformed my whole city. Was that just what for fun? Were any, were any of them worthy? Or was that just for your amusement? Was Vasis worthy? Was the point of all this? And the words that come forth from Arasa's mouth are echoed and doubled in the voice of Ovacina as she speaks. Why do you bite? Uh, and can I get you to roll me a perception check? Uh, uh, that's an 11. An 11. Just a flicker of something in Arasa's visage. Is there anything else you would like to do with your turn? I feel scared. I don't need a fucking reason. <laughs> Pick something of that. And he is going to grab an item from the tools around his belt and kind of flick a switch. And you just see like a flicker of light on this item. And I'm just going to ready an action for if Arras attacks, he's going to attack back. Next is Officina. Officina is going to use a bonus action to teleport to another place at the lair. Uh, she's going to teleport by you, Alton, and is going to say to you, The test asks a question, not you of it, as she makes two claw attacks. One is going to miss, I believe. The other is definitely going to hit. Four, so 13 points of slashing damage. Okay. Now oh, this is all a fucking test. How am I supposed to tell? saying this shit all the time. Would I be able to amend my held action to attacking her? I will allow it. Uh, it typically would not be uh, yeah. allowable, <laughs> but I will allow it under this circumstance. Thank you. And then he's just going to uh, lunge out at her, Ooh, hopefully hit, with an object held in his hand. That is a 19 to hit. And from like this uh, little metal contraption, a burst of like electricity flies out and hits her upon contact. Um, that is five points of lightning damage. Oh. And I believe she cannot have reactions. Next is the zombie Anna, who is going to go a bit closer to Janice. And you hear from her mouth, Why do you fight? echoing the voice of Officina behind it as she slams a morning star with a nat ones. I guess that just doesn't find purchases yeah. as much as it can because he is not moving. He's again just like sobbing. This cannot be. I swore I would not let harm before you. And then just sort of shifts his stance, throws his arm up finally as she tries to smash down on him. Next is the Fishman. Officina has disappeared, and you see the false Uthron ahead of you. Give me something that I can use, or I will leave. Because it seems that whilst you are supposed to be my enemy, I gain nothing from fighting you. And um, he's within 30 feet. You mentioned he was a puddle of water. Yes. Can I use shape water to freeze that puddle of water to see what happens? The water freezes, but only seems to slightly encase Uthron. And so next is Loren. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so Cerise has a hand around my neck and a lightning whip around me. 
Uh, I would love to insight check her. So as Lorenz's terrified eyes kind of dart over Cerise's face, that is a 15 at disadvantage to just see what what's going on. Cerise, is there anything that she gets from you? Thinly veiled anger and an intensity. Frankly, Captain, sometimes I wish you'd left me there to rot. Never would have put you in danger if I had. And uh, even with her hands bound, she makes these small little movements with her fingers and behind Cerise, a dagger of ice forms. At disadvantage, that is a 19 to hit. That hits. You take five points of piercing damage as an ice knife goes through your back. And then she kind of looks at you. (sighs) At least if you kill me, she'll never get out again, will she? And then her hands open back up wide as the knife explodes and I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. And as that will basically hearken the end of your turn, Lorraine, can you roll me a uh, wisdom saving throw? That's an 18 for the saving throw. That fails. You take 11 points of cold damage. And I got a 17. 17 is just enough with the, uh, the factors at play that you had uh, broken the fear effect. Next, we have Janice. Janice, as you are surrounded by the walking husks, apparently of those you love, what do you do? So Janice just spits on the ground. I fight so this can never come to pass. This should never have happened. I am sorry. I am so, so sorry. He shifts his grasp almost like a wave, crouching lower and sturdy and turning both hands over at one glaive. And he strikes to try and topple Anna to one side. That's an 11 to hit. I rolled a natural one. Oh, a natural one means it it doesn't hit, unfortunately. So even with the practice movements of a, almost like a soldier, of some warrior of many stories past, he cannot hit his wife. That's better. Uh, <laughs> so he sort of misses the first one, but then tenses his stance and um, jabs up, and that's a 28 to hit. Uh, 14 points of slashing damage and um, 3 points of thunder damage as like this boom of thunder rolls out and like lightning sort of like little sparks of lightning crackle around the whole area. Roll me a wisdom saving throw at the end of your turn. Uh, And while you're doing that, uh, the horde of uh, children around you will attack at advantage. Excellent. He is terrified of this. He's rolled a six. A six. Okay. Yeah. And that's a yes. So three hit, three miss. Again, as zombies claw at you for a total of 11 points of bludgeoning damage. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Next is back to the top of the round. Cerise. Cerise sort of drops the lightning lure and reaches deep into her jacket and sort of very, with a flourish, pulls out quite an ornate dagger that Loren would recognise because Loren gave her the dagger. And she stabs it into Loren. 
and that is a dirty 20 to hit. And as you take four points of piercing damage, Cerise asks, why do you fight? Uh, next is Neris. Could you please roll me a death oh, save, please? <laughs> a 10. So just a success. Next, we move on to Aras, who is going to gonna attack twice, um, but is also going to say, You would leave your friend to die because you are so hung up on what has passed that you do not pay attention to what could be. The highest of those is 15, so those both miss. Next is the illusory Neris, who is going to make his way past the actual Neris for now. And next is Alton's go. What? Are they in that much danger right <laughs> They're strong, they... Surely not. Well, what do you two want from me? He's going to draw his pistols and aim uh, one at a brass and one at the Sphinx. And they say, as you line up your shots... Facing a brass is going to say... Because you taught me that there's only winners and losers in life, and I've always been trying to fight against my nature and which one I am. Uh, the one at um, uh, Aras, that's the 21 to hit. Nice, that definitely hits. Uh, you don't need to worry about rolling damage on that one, because as the bullet impacts, Aras just dissipates as an indication of the arcane illusion that she was. He gives a, a shaky breath of um, but continues to fire the last two shots into the Sphinx. Okay. And um, the first one will what a guiding ball. Jeez. Um, a gunshot. He, the first one is, is that a net one? His pistol champs. Oh. Is this the first time your pistol is actually? It is. <laughs> it is. Yes. Says that a line, a rust disappears. He was a breath of relief, but then looks down at the other pistol, which is broken and just <laughs> flings it to the ground and does a final shot at the Sphinx. Uh, that's a 23 to hit. Uh, that's uh, five points of damage. All right. Next, it is her go. And she's saying, put the word into action before teleporting off and she makes herself appear by you, Janice. She is going to... I have completely forgotten the lair actions. But I'm going to bend the rules a bit and allow her to use one of these as an, as an action. So, everyone, you feel as if time seems to become liquid around you. I need everyone to roll me a constitution saving throw. Uh, 24 by Janice. Solid six for Alton. Solid six for Fishman. Six for Fishman. Fifteen. Dying together. Nineteen for Loren. And Neris? Uh, Neris will auto fail. So, Alton, Fishman, and Neris, 
You feel uh, the ravages of this ocean of time more than Lorraine and Janice do. As you all feel yourselves... Although, Neris, you won't notice this until you become conscious again. And Alton, this, this is probably nothing in the scheme of things to you. But you all age physically an additional seven years in this one moment. Anna's go. You're going to get similar treatment, Janice. You're going to have in stereo from Officina and... Actually, yours is surround sound. All these voices coming out. Why do you fight? As that is a... That's 25 to hit. 14 points of bludgeoning damage as the Morning Star comes down upon your head. Next is the Fishman. With a beard now, I guess? Like a long old man's beard? Because if he's aged in what seems like a second and he's unable to do basic care... <laughs> yeah, he's a little, he's a little like, ravaged. <laughs> Can he please drop the spell of the spikes? And he's instead going to cast Summon Beast. So he's going to cast that as far as he can in his field of vision. Um, and where he casts, um, it's like a small bit of like water, kind of similar to, I guess, how Uthron formed. But instead it takes the form of a crocodile. And he's going to say, find one of them and help. Um, as this crocodile hopefully just bolts 30 feet as far as it can looking for an ally. I will ask you to roll an investigation check for it. Mm-hmm. He did um, search this cave yeah. himself Yeah. So I'll earlier. give the creature advantage. Mm-hmm. So that is a 15 and a 17. So it manages to get in uh, deep enough to... So it can find where Loren is um, in that kind of snaked-off portion. Excellent. Perfect. That's all it can do right now. That's probably all he can do. Okay. Um, next is Loren. Oh, God. Every time I'm not... I'm not expecting it. So, um... Cerise, with this echoing voice... I just asked her this question and Loren is no longer magically frightened but she is still scared and in this moment she does a few more small actions with her hands and without blinking just making constant eye contact with Cerise wreathed in shadows she says a few words in primordial and there's this tiny drip drop noise of water that grows and grows and grows until a tidal wave washes over us. And I need Cerise to make a strength saving throw. Seven. You fail, you take seven points of bludgeoning damage and you fall prone. As the water hits Cerise, she disappears into a puff of amber smoke. Loren doesn't see this for a moment. As the water rushes over her, the last thing Cerise's phantom would have seen before it vanished was Loren vanishing from its grasp as she almost became one with the water and then appears about 30 feet away standing in the puddles of the water she whips around looking to see where Cerise is and she can't, she can't, she can't where is she? and she breathes and she breathes and out loud 
even with no one listening, especially with no one listening now. She says, because I can't be the reason me loved ones die. I just can't. And that is her turn. All right. Next is Janice, still surrounded. Okay, so I think by this point he's been terrified by this vision. He still is. He almost reached a point where it was a resolve of, well, I have to fight them anyway. And then he sort of just says, as this siren noises of, what do you fight for? Why do you fight? Sound around him. He just sort of like breathes a bit heavily and spits out a bit, almost a bit of blood now because he's quite badly hurt by this point. Um, but that's fine. He's been to this point many times before and he will many times over again. And he just says, why do I fight? He links back, streets of tears, his both hands are grasping the hilt of his glaive, he can't do anything else to help that. And he continues, I said I fight to ensure this future does not come to pass. I fight to protect my family. I fight to protect my friends. And then his expression darkens, even as the light in his eyes brighten. And he almost seems to stand, not taller, but wider, more fierce and larger and lightning begins to spark around him as anger begins to flash within him and he begins to rage turning directly to fate and he finally admits i see overseena you aren't asking this standing mocking over my family what i wish to fight for the truth is i fight because i enjoy it because i'm better because it's fun is that the answer you wanted the two are not at odds what am i meant to be you're meant to be what is needed of you. Roll me a wisdom saving throw. So that's a 12. I need to stop what happens in the future to fix the past. I need to make sure Nerys stays the course. That is what is needed of me now. That is why you fight. You feel almost the electrical energy from within you that fuels your rage, that comes from your rage, explode out and disperse the uh the zombies around you in this illusory and then we go to top of initiative with neris neris please roll me a death saving throw that's very close to a one uh, that is a seven the latian neris that approaches you janice to see him and he is going to uh, utilize his other lightning bolt against you. So I'm going to need you to roll me a dexterity saving throw. Ho ho! That is a 20, a dirty 20. So that is 27, half to 13, and then halved again because you're resistant to lightning, I believe. Yes. I am. Uh, to six points of lightning damage. And that sort of like lances through him and he turns, he's like, You! Well, this will be fun then. All right. Next is Alton. Ten just like a dick, so at least test's over now, right? So in danger. Right? He kind of like kicks his gun along the floor and kind of like doubles over briefly after feeling the like probably the rush of fatigue after failing um, the constitution save. Getting a bit older, maybe his hair's suddenly a bit longer, but otherwise not really noticing any changes with that one. Right, let's find the others. Any smart person prioritizes themselves, just what anyone else does. Um, Alright, so he's gonna head around the corner. 
15, 20, 25, 30. Can't really see anyone from there looking at the map, but I guess I'll do a perception check to try to locate where about people would be. Yeah, roll me a perception check. Oh, it's okay. Uh, 16. 16. You faintly hear Janice. Yeah, I guess I'll start dashing and I'll be like, Janice, everything all right? Uh, don't trust them. They're illusions. Next is Officina. She's going to teleport to the fish man and say, your own is in trouble. That's all she's going to do. Um, and it is your go, fish man. Uh, sorry, this is so um, different to what I had planned. Um, which one? Can you take me there? Roll me a persuasion check. Um, I rolled 14, but I'm going to use my inspiration to see if I can get something a little bit better. Um, 14. (laughs) I have the means to help if you take me to them. And you have the means to reach them. This is your test. And how dire is this? It is not for me to divulge. Ah. In the meantime, Loren. Okay, I did also just remember there is a there is a crocodile yes. in here. Which you can see from where you are. Just barely. Uh, you would see it's almost made of like water. And I can't remember, has Lorenz seen Tucker? No. Never seen Tucker, even when we were escaping from the underwater. Oh. Okay. Yes, she did. She did see Tucker then. Yes. Remind you of Tucker, probably. Did I do? Oh no, this fucking fishman. Okay. Okay. Are you? Do you know where any of the others are? I need to focus on something else for a minute. Take me to anyone else, please. He looks at you with an open mouth, kind eyes, and a panting tongue, <laughs> just staring blankly at you. Um, probably not seeing that you're in danger. And then moves 30 feet away. <laughs> okay. I'm... Can I do some kind of check to see if I can hear anyone? Or if I like... Uh, roll me a perception check. Exact same one. Okay. That is a 16. 16. Um, you faintly heard, like, a crackle of lightning from what seemed to be the opposite side of the stone. Are we all... Are we all connected? Did they hear any of that? Oh, feck, did they hear any of that? Um, right. I guess, probably in that moment, Fishman will appear in front of Loren. Because essentially what he's done is he's used planar step for etherealness. And that's only a bonus action. So he's going to use his action to dash from what he remembers oh actually sorry Loren won't see him actually Alton will um, and he's going to dash 80 feet into the centre of the cave where he assumes he'll have the best vision to see who's affected and alright Loren she heard something coming through the walls can I misty step to the other side of the walls Okay. I would like to do that I would like to misty step through the wall to my right all right so you find yourself right behind the figure of Lacian, and you can see uh, illuminated 
by uh, a blue arcane circle. Uh, 10, 20, 30, 40, about 50 feet uh, north of you, the unconscious body of Neris. The last thing I do on my turn is say, what the fuck? All right. Uh, next. Um, hang on, sorry. From Alton's perspective, they see Fishman appear out of nowhere with really long whiskers coming from his face. Oh Quite an gosh. unfamiliar sight, but you see him in a panic. Um... And if he has the time to, he sees Alton. Are you okay? Who is in trouble? Do you know? A fish man? Um, Jardis Yelliger, he might be in trouble. Have another chance. Which way? Oh, uh, uh, this way to the right. Okay, and then he's going to essentially gesture on his next turn that he's going to be dashing that way. Um, And then a crocodile comes up behind Alton as well in the distance. What? (laughs) All right. Uh, what would you do? Okay. Yeah. So Janice gears down to go and charge Lation, and then just sees a wren appear directly behind him. He's like, The wren? Hi. What is. And then he hears Alton yelling, It's their illusions. I'm like, Alt, what is, what is going on? Um, worth- and he will start to yeah. run towards anyway. Yeah. yeah. 10 feet, 20 feet. 30 feet towards both Lation and Loren. Yeah. Lation quotation marks. Um, do I see anything else from that point? Or like, uh, you do no one's going to say anything? You do see <laughs> from here, like, uh, Neris unconscious. Why there two? There's two of them. What? Is that Neris? What's happened to him? It looks like he tripped and hit his head, Janice. How the feck would I know? He takes one look at the false Lation. Um, so he looks from Loren to the noises for people running towards there and to this Lation and then to the unconscious Lation <laughs> further down. And he kind of like takes almost a beat and he's just like, I'm here to do what I need to do and I can be both. He's going to cast Expeditious Retreat on himself, bonus action. He just taps his own shoulder and Loren, you kind of see like the outline of his body sort of blur for a moment. And then he is going to dash as part of that. So that's twice my movement, yeah? Yeah. So I think I'm pretty sure I could feasibly get to Nero's by this point. Yeah, I think just Because I had 10 feet still to go because I have 40 feet of movement and then I cast Expeditious Retreat, which is dash, which is twice my movement, so 80 feet. Yeah. Um, and then I can't really do anything. I remember Janice has one potion of healing. I think to administer it, that's an action. Alright, well, he just holds the potion of healing there. Like, and that's all I can do, I guess. Uh, back to Neris. And it could very well come down to this. Depending on what you roll here for your death save. Uh, I rolled on D&D Beyond to you, Darby. Noted. Okay. Okay. Next is the illusory Neris slash uh, Lation, who is going to use a series of arcane bursts uh, to try to hit Janus. First one is 30, so that'll be halved to 15. And the second one is 14 after being halved from 28. So a total of 29 points of radiant damage that you take as... Janice is unconscious. All right. 
Next is Alton. Oh boy, okay. Um, lots of stuff going on here, but it does still seem like we need to go assist Janice. Uh, Fishman's here too, um, but Janice is still pretty far away and has gone around a corner now, um, so I'm just going to dash Okay. as far as I can go. Everything okay? Oh, uh, Fishman, uh, Janice down, Janice down. There's, oh, there's stuff going on around the corner. And yeah, so we cannot do anything else for that turn. But he's, um, yeah, he like draws his pistols, one of them, which is still jammed, but he's going to draw them as he prepares to family dash there for the next turn. Okay. Officina is going to teleport again into your presence as a group and say, uh, time is running short. And then it is the Fishman's go. Alright, um, he's going to dash, and then he's going to move another 40. Yep. So, and can he finally see what's going on? Yeah, so you see... Can. Yeah, you see Neris and Janus unconscious to the north, uh, Loren by Lacian, and a glowing glyph around uh, Naris. Alright. Um, he is going to use a bonus action to Misty Step. Okay. He knows Lation's ahead of him, but he also knows that Holton is right behind. So he's going to Misty Step over here, past Lation, a little bit closer towards those two who are down. Yeah. All right. And that's going to be yeah. his turn. Um, who did he pass? That's Loren. Um, as he passes, can he say, are you right to handle that? Alton is on their way, as is Kyle. Uh, oh, that was cu- Sure. Right. Okay. And with confidence, he turns away. All right. And then it is Lorenzo. Oh, Okay, um, I just want to ask for a point of clarity, Jake. Was he asking Loren if she can handle healing those two, or if she can handle Lation? The man right in front of them. Sick! Lation. Okay, cool. That's so much easier. For a moment, it looks as if she is about to misty step to go over to those two who need healing. Oh. <laughs> is she going to actually listen to Fishman? Let's highs and lows it. <laughs> This is not the time. Yes, it is, actually, because <laughs> we need to get out of here. So she looks Fishman dead in the face, says, sure, and then is going to misty step 30 feet closer to Neris and Janice. She is then going to run, uh, pick up the potion from Janice's hand as she goes and pour it into Neris's mouth. Okay. Okay, so she pours the potion in Neris's mouth. She's like kneeling beside him and nothing happens. And (laughs) she is going to, for a moment, there's this moment of pure stillness, this pure panic. And then she looks back at everyone else in the room and she's gonna point at them. And she's gonna say, we never speak of this again. And she is going to start doing CPR. Like, proper, genuine human CPR on Neris. Okay. Janice, roll me a death saving throw, please. 
That's a natural one. Oh, so that's two failures, unfortunately. As we move on to Lacian's turn, who is again going to blast three arcane bursts, one against each person who's up, shall we say. Lorena misses. Fishman, I rolled a 16, which I believe misses. No, yeah, that definitely misses. And then for Alton, I do believe it hits with a dirty 20. You take 27 points of radiant damage as that bolt hits you. Then it... And Kyle? Uh, no, only three bolts. <laughs> uh, then it is your go, Alton. Uh, okay. Alright, uh, takes the hit. Still can't see what's going on around the corner. So he's just going to keep brushing off the hit. Yeah. Oh, they're too far away. Can't get over there. Yeah, Alton's always... He's used to be a combat medic, so he uh, is going to assess the threats in front of him. So Leishim is a threat to be eliminated. There are people if there are others, although he really needs to get to them. Um, um, you also know that Leishim, from that hit, packs quite a punch. Yeah, he does, absolutely. I've only got one working pistol. He's going to put both pistols together and just pray that this is going to work. Um, fiddle some with some settings on them and channel some power into a guiding bolt at Leisha. Okay, roll to hit. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's a 30 to <laughs> hit. <laughs> yeah, so this guiding bolt hits Lation square in the chest and disperses in a blast of light. So he kind of only just makes it um, next to Fishman, but he's seeing that there's two people on the ground and he it's his responsibility to make sure that they're okay. So he's going to keep, keep heading towards them. Okay. Next is the Sphinx. So I'm going to teleport up to be a bit closer to you as a group. Your test is almost complete. Finish it and you will be rewarded. And next we have the Fishman. So Fishman completely ignores the Sphinx. But what Fishman is focusing on is Loren doing CPR on our man Neris. Yeah. And Janice was ignored almost Mm. by Loren, which makes Fishman think that Neris might be gone. But Janice isn't. And so he's going to think about what he can do. He knows Alton is right next to him, but he doesn't know how long they've been down. He's going to move up to Janice, Fishman over the break, and specifically since losing Rue, has put a lot of focus into avoiding the loss of another friend. Can he please stabilize Janice, if that's possible? Uh, yes, so that Let's is say. an action. That is a medicine check. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll me a medicine check, please. That's a dirty 20. Yeah, that is Janice. You have been stabilized. And then can he go and yell out to Alton? I believe Neris is gone, but Janice is not. Can you focus on Janice? And I might be able to help Neris. Right, of course. I'm on it. And then he stares intensely at Loren, performing the CPR. 
as he finishes up some perhaps bandaging some light CPR of his own. Loren, it's your go. Uh, she is doing CPR. If Neris were awake, uh, he would probably be yelling at her because she has broken at least one of his ribs. And yeah, she is doing this very mundane CPR. She is muttering a little song to herself. She is compressing to the beat. And very quietly, as she tilts his head back and holds his nose, as she goes to breathe air into his lungs, as he cannot, she says, if you die, I'm going to kill you in every life that matters, you piece of green garbage. And she inhales and exhales into his mouth twice. And then kind of sits back up, hands back on the chest, right in the center. And she kind of flicks her hair over her shoulder as she starts. And she looks at Fishman and says, are you going to take up the next cycle? Or are you going to actually do something to help? All right. And her action is to continue doing CPR. Janice, you are unconscious, but stable. You do not need to roll a saving throw. Neris, you are still dead. Alton, it is your go. Right. Um, all right, he'll head over to Janice and, um, yeah, hastily get out his med kit and start working, like, checking his airways, um, seeing, like, all right, what risks there are and trying to find a way to uh, bring him back to consciousness. Uh, so I'll roll the healing in a bit, but um, I'll do the healer's feet on him bring him back to consciousness okay wonderful so janice you are conscious again <gasps> oh, what what's happened where where is everyone did you get him yep yep we got them Fishman. so um Fishman, after what loren said to him is going to stand up after helping janice and now seeing that they're in the capable hands of alton He's going to walk over to Neris on the ground and just gesture for Loren. And he'll say, please just stop. I know this is tense. And I know that your relationship with him is complicated. Cannot guarantee that I can do something, but I can try. Just like you are now. If Loren doesn't say anything, he's going to kneel down and just place his hand on Neris's chest and with a firm push a glow emanates from Neris's chest but let's see the glow doesn't go away the glow grows brighter and brighter and once it does dissipate a faint heartbeat can be heard to those close as I rolled a 15 so that's a 20 total Neris come back to consciousness with one hit point. And the first thing he sees is Fishman staring down at him with Loren in the foreground and many, many pointy whiskers coming out of Fishman's face. And with a grin, he says, We missed you. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Thank you so much for this very tense, very messy combat and episode. 
I think it's been a while since we've had uh, a combat <laughs> in one of the windows that tense. It's a little. I don't remember Thanks last listening, time everyone. Died. See you next week. Yes. Thank you for listening. Sorry folks. for listening. See you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>